Section four of the History of Mary Prince by Mary Prince. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The History of Mary Prince, Part four. About this time, my master and mistress were going to England to put their son to school and bring their daughters home, and they took me with them to take care of the child. I was willing to come to England. I thought that by going there I should probably get cured of my rheumatism and should return with my master and mistress, quite well, to my husband. My husband was willing for me to come away, for he had heard that my master would free me, and I also hoped this might prove true, but it was all a false report. The steward of the ship was very kind to me. He and my husband were in the same class in the Moravian church. I was thankful that he was so friendly, for my mistress was not kind to me on the passage, and she told me, when she was angry, that she did not intend to treat me any better in England than in the West Indies, that I need not expect it, and she was as good as her word. When we drew near to England, the rheumatism seized all my limbs worse than ever, and my body was dreadfully swelled. When we landed at the tower, I showed my flesh to my mistress, but she took no great notice of it. We were obliged to stop at the tavern till my master got a house, and a day or two after, my mistress sent me down into the wash-house, to learn to wash in the English way. In the West Indies we wash with cold water, in England with hot. I told my mistress I was afraid that putting my hands first into the hot water, and then into the cold, would increase the pain in my limbs. The doctor had told my mistress long before I came from the West Indies that I was a sickly body and the washing did not agree with me. But Mrs. Wood would not release me from the tub, so I was forced to do as I could. I grew worse and could not stand to wash. I was then forced to sit down with the tub before me and often through pain and weakness was reduced to kneel or to sit down on the floor to finish my task. When I complained to my mistress of this, she only got into a passion as usual, and said washing in hot water could not hurt any one, that I was lazy and insolent, and wanted to be free of my work, but that she would make me do it. I thought her very hard on me, and my heart rose up within me. However, I kept still at that time, and went down again to wash the child's things but the English washerwomen who were at work there, when they saw that I was so ill, had pity upon me, and washed them for me. After that, when we came up to live in Lee Street, Mrs. Wood sorted out five bags of clothes which we had used at sea, and also such as had been worn since we came on shore, for me and the cook to wash. Elizabeth the cook told her that she did not think that I was able to stand to the tub, and that she had better hire a woman. I also said myself that I had come over to nurse the child, and that I was sorry I had come from Antigua, since mistress would work me so hard, without compassion for my rheumatism. Mr. and Mrs. Wood, when they heard this, rose up in a passion against me. They opened the door and bade me get out. But I was a stranger, and did not know one door in the street from another and was unwilling to go away. They made a dreadful uproar, and from that day they constantly kept cursing and abusing me. I was obliged to wash, though I was very ill, 
mrs wood indeed once hired a washerwoman but she was not well treated and would come no more my master quarrelled with me another time about one of our great washings his wife having stirred him up to do so he said he would compel me to do the whole of the washing given out to me or if i again refused he would take a short course with me he would either send me down to the brig in the river to carry me back to antigua or he would turn me at once out of doors and let me provide for myself i said i would willingly go back if he would let me purchase my own freedom but this enraged him more than all the rest he cursed and swore at me dreadfully and said he would never sell my freedom if i wished to be free i was free in england and i might go and try what freedom would do for me and be damned my heart was very sore with this treatment but i had to go on i continued to do my work and did all i could to give satisfaction but all would not do shortly after the cook left them and then matters went on ten times worse i always washed the child's clothes without being commanded to do it and anything else that was wanted in the family though still i was very sick very sick indeed when the great washing came round which was every two months my mistress got together again a great many heavy things such as bed ticks bed coverlets etc for me to wash i told her i was too ill to wash such heavy things that day she said she supposed i thought myself a free woman but i was not and if i did not do it directly i should be instantly turned out of doors i stood a long time before i could answer for i did not know well what to do i knew that i was free in england but i did not know where to go or how to get my living and therefore i did not like to leave the house but mr wood said he would send for a constable to thrust me out and at last i took courage and resolved that i would not be longer thus treated but would go and trust to providence this was the fourth time they had threatened to turn me out and go where i might i was determined now to take them at their word though i thought it very hard after i had lived with them for thirteen years and worked for them like a horse to be driven out in this way like a beggar my only fault was being sick and therefore unable to please my mistress who thought she never could get work enough out of her slaves and so i told them but they only abused me and drove me out this took place from two to three months i think after we came to england when i came away i went to the man one mash who used to black the shoes of the family and asked his wife to get somebody to go with me to hatton gardens to the moravian missionaries these were the only persons i knew in england the woman sent a young girl with me to the mission-house and i saw there a gentleman called mr moore i told him my whole story and how my owners had treated me and asked him to take in my trunk with what few clothes i had the missionaries were very kind to me they were sorry for my destitute situation and gave me leave to bring my things to be placed under their care they were very good people and they told me to come to the church when i went back to mr woods to get my trunk i saw a lady mrs pell who was on a visit to my mistress when mr and mrs wood heard me come in they set this lady to stop me finding that they had gone too far with me mrs pell came out to me and said 
are you really going to leave molly don't leave but come into the country with me i believe she said this because she thought mrs wood would easily get me back again i replied to her ma'am this is the fourth time my master and mistress have driven me out or threatened to drive me and i will give them no more occasion to bid me go i was not willing to leave them for i am a stranger in this country but now i must go i can stay no longer to be so used mrs pell then went upstairs to my mistress and told that i would go and that she could not stop me mrs wood was very much hurt and frightened when she found i was determined to go out that day she said if she goes the people will rob her and then turn her adrift she did not say this to me but she spoke it loud enough for me to hear that it might induce me not to go i suppose mr wood also asked me where i was going to i told him where i had been and that i should never have gone away had i not been driven out by my owners he had given me a written paper some time before which said that i had come with them to england by my own desire and that was true it said also that i left them of my own free will because i was a free woman in england and that i was idle and would not do my work which was not true i gave this paper afterwards to a gentleman who inquired into my case i went into the kitchen and got my clothes out the nurse and the servant girl were there and i said to the man who was going to take out my trunk stop before you take up this trunk and hear what i have to say before these people i am going out of this house as i was ordered but i have done no wrong at all to my owners neither here nor in the west indies i always worked very hard to please them both by night and day but there was no giving satisfaction for my mistress could never be satisfied with reasonable service i told my mistress i was sick and yet she has ordered me out of doors this is the fourth time and now i am going out and so i came out and went and carried my trunk to the moravians i then returned back to mash the shoeblack's house and begged his wife to take me in i had a little west indian money in my trunk and they got it changed for me this helped to support me for a little while the man's wife was very kind to me i was very sick and she boiled nourishing things up for me she also sent for a doctor to see me and he sent me medicine which did me good though i was ill for a long time with the rheumatic pains i lived a good many months with these poor people and they nursed me and did all that lay in their power to serve me the man was well acquainted with my situation as he used to go to and fro to mr wood's house to clean shoes and knives and he and his wife were sorry for me about this time a woman of the name of hill told me of the anti-slavery society and went with me to their office to inquire if they could do anything to get me my freedom and send me back to the west indies the gentleman of the society took me to a lawyer who examined very strictly into my case but told me that the laws of england could do nothing to make me free in antigua however they did all they could for me they gave me a little money from time to time to keep me from want and some of them went to mr wood to try to persuade him to let me return a free woman to my husband but though they offered him as i have heard a large sum for my freedom 
he was sulky and obstinate and would not consent to let me go free this was the first winter i spent in england and i suffered much from the severe cold and from the rheumatic pains which still at times torment me however providence was very good to me and i got many friends especially some quaker ladies who hearing of my case came and sought me out and gave me good warm clothing and money thus i had great cause to bless god in my affliction when i got better i was anxious to get some work to do as i was unwilling to eat the bread of idleness mrs mash who was a laundress recommended me to a lady for a charwoman she paid me very handsomely for what work i did and i divided the money with mrs mash for though very poor they gave me food when my own money was done and never suffered me to want in the spring i got into service with a lady who saw me at the house where i sometimes worked as a charwoman this lady's name was mrs forsyth she had been in the west indies and was accustomed to blacks and liked them i was with her six months and went with her to margate she treated me well and gave me a good character when she left london after mrs forsyth went away i was again out of place and went to lodgings for which i paid two shillings a week and found coals and candle after eleven weeks the money i had saved in service was all gone and i was forced to go back to the anti-slavery office to ask a supply till i could get another situation i did not like to go back i did not like to be idle i would rather work for my living than get it for nothing they were very good to give me a supply but i felt shame at being obliged to apply for relief whilst i had strength to work at last i went into the service of mr and mrs pringle where i have been ever since and am as comfortable as i can be while separated from my dear husband and away from my own country and all old friends and connections my dear mistress teaches me daily to read the word of god and takes great pains to make me understand it i enjoy the great privilege of being enabled to attend church three times on a sunday and i have met with many kind friends since i have been here both clergymen and others the rev mr young who lives in the next house has shown me much kindness and taken much pains to instruct me particularly while my master and mistress were absent in scotland nor must i forget among my friends the rev mr mortimer the good clergyman of the parish under whose ministry i have now sat for upwards of twelve months i trust in god i have profited by what i have heard from him he never keeps back the truth and i think he has been the means of opening my eyes and ears much better to understand the word of god mr mortimer tells me that he cannot open the eyes of my heart but that i must pray to god to change my heart and make me to know the truth and the truth will make me free i still live in the hope that god will find a way to give me my liberty and give me back to my husband i endeavour to keep down my fretting and leave all to him for he knows what is good for me better than i know myself yet i must confess i find it a hard and heavy task to do so 
i am often much vexed and i feel great sorrow when i hear some people in this country say that the slaves do not need better usage and do not want to be free they believe the foreign people who deceive them and say slaves are happy i say not so how can the slaves be happy when they have the halter round their neck and the whip upon their back and are disgraced and thought no more of than beasts and are separated from their mothers and husbands and children and sisters just as cattle are sold and separated is it happiness for a driver in the field to take down his wife or sister or child and strip them and whip them in such a disgraceful manner women that have had children exposed in the open field to shame there is no modesty or decency shown by the owner to his slaves men women and children are exposed alike since i have been here i have often wondered how english people can go out into the west indies and act in such a beastly manner but when they go to the west indies they forget god and all feeling of shame i think since they can see and do such things they tie up slaves like hogs moor them up like cattle and they lick them so as hogs or cattle or horses never were flogged and yet they come home and say and make some good people believe that slaves don't want to get out of slavery but they put a cloak about the truth it is not so all slaves want to be free to be free is very sweet i will say the truth to english people who may read this history that my good friend miss s is now writing down for me i have been a slave myself i know what slaves feel i can tell by myself what other slaves feel and by what they have told me the man that says slaves be quite happy in slavery that they don't want to be free that man is either ignorant or a lying person i never heard a slave say so i never heard a buckra man say so till i heard tell of it in england such people ought to be ashamed of themselves they can't do without slaves they say what's the reason they can't do without slaves as well as in england no slaves here no whips no stocks no punishment except for wicked people they hire servants in england and if they don't like them they send them away they can't lick them let them work ever so hard in england they are far better off than slaves if they get a bad master they give warning and go higher to another they have their liberty that's just what we want we don't mind hard work if we had proper treatment and proper wages like english servants and proper time given in the week to keep us from breaking the sabbath but they won't give it they will have work 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 night and day sick or well till we are quite done up and we must not speak up nor look amiss however much we be abused and then when we are quite done up who cares for us more than for a lame horse this is slavery i tell it to let english people know the truth and i hope they will never leave off to pray god and call loud to the great king of england till all the poor blacks be given free and slavery done up for evermore. 
End of The History of Mary Prince, Part 4